2: Hi, this is Dawn Brody, the host of the Hilf podcast, and Katie and Nathan from Queens wanted me to tell you they use strong language. So if that's not your thing, this won't be the show for you. But if that is your thing, (laughs) girl, come check me out. (laughs) I'm a comedian with a history degree, and each episode of Hilf features a new guest and a different history subject. From Frankenstein to Cleopatra. From Titanic to the Challenger disaster. I dig deep in the anals and stimulate. (laughs) Hilf. Because history is a party. And everyone is coming. Hi, this is Katie.
1: And this is Nathan.
2: And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history.
1: it's that time again it's that time again it's time,
2: the Queen's <laughs> podcast.
1: so exciting it's a part two episode. it's a sequel uh it was it, it's been for me this weekend has been great i got to see my fair lady so my gay little heart has been filled with oh, musicals so i'm s- sorry if i break out into song <laughs> why am i sorry you already know
2: I, please i encourage it
1: yeah our listeners are like when have you not broken oh, into it's us usually all? me
2: to be honest though but <laughs> nathan who are we here to talk about again today
1: potter the duh of a dowager Empress. oh my god i'm so excited. Oh she has been the rabbit hole of rabbit holes of rabbit holes.
2: Before we get started, though, Nathan, what do we have?
1: We have some sh- Patreon, Patreon
2: shoutouts. shout-outs!
1: <laughs> so Aaron, Chelsea, and Megan. So Aaron, if I said your name wrong, I'm so sorry. Slide into our DMs and I will pronounce it right for you.
2: Okay. Because yeah, we'd never seen this spelling before. So we were like, Aaron, we think is the name? Aaron, if we got it wrong. Let us know and we'll give you a second shout out. But Aaron, Chelsea, and Megan are our new Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. And of course, as always, thank you to all our Patreon supporters or all our, anybody that listens without paying us a cent. Thank you anyway. We, still we love, love you.
1: Still love you. All of you.
2: But speaking of Patreon supporters, Nathan, what have we been doing this season for our Queen Mother supporters?
1: So we've been letting our Queen Mother supporters choose the next subject, which... Sitchi was one Listener of them. Listener Kyle. Some Cici. Of... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so prime example of, we love y'all suggestions because yeah. I could not stop reading about her, Kyle. Oh my thanks. goodness.
2: <laughs> but so now we are going to draw a name of a queen mother supporter at random to pick the next topic. So Nathan, would you ask Siri to pick a number between one and 23?
1: Hey Siri. Pick a number between 1 and 23. She said 20.
2: 20. Okay. That is Patreon supporter Nancy G. So we have two Nancys here. Nancy G. So Nancy G, we will be sliding into your DMs to pick the next topic. Come on, Nancy G. No pressure. No pressure. pressure. But do good. Do good. (laughs) Nathan, where did we leave Cici's story off?
1: Xici was born into the lower ranks of the Chinese nobility in 1835. She went on to join the ranks of concubines for the emperor, and from there, she gave birth to the emperors only.
2: Right. And after the emperor's death, Xici and her best friend, who was her co-dowager empress, Sian, they staged a coup. A coup. Uh, a coup. a coup.
1: A coup, y'all. Oh,
2: what's that a coup, going y'all. on? A coup. And now, Xici, <laughs> at only 26 years old, is more or less the ruler of China for her five-year-old son. So fuck yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so you you're all caught up. Sichi yeah. and Xi'an, their first law that they passed as regents for the five-year-old baby king, which I have. Feelings
2: Hashtag feelings babies jobs.
1: Um <laughs> that's the feeling. <laughs> so this five-year-old king, they had this law that stated that they would rule without interference, quote unquote. But because of Chinese customs, they couldn't just be out and about and mix company because sexism. Because sexism. Y'all. sexism um, period. Because <laughs>
2: sexism. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Women had to live completely separately from men. So they knew for their rule to be followed, they had to stick to some of those customs. So they had to literally work behind the curtain. Surprise.
2: Literally. Like every day, si C.C. and would sit in on these meetings with this group called the Grand Council, which is, if you're familiar with our podcast at all, you know what this is. It's a group of dudes sitting around deciding on the laws and stuff. And C.C. and CN were there. But they, all the men got to sit at a table together. And C.C. and CN literally had to sit behind a big yellow curtain. So the men couldn't see them. And they couldn't even hear them because C.C. and CN would have to whisper to somebody. And then somebody would come out behind the curtain and be like, the Dowager Empresses say This is
1: this. this okay, number one, this is Empress Woo Vibes. Empress right, Wu Vibes, same cut. thing,
2: yeah.
1: Same sort of thing. But also like Wizard of Oz. Don't pay attention <laughs> the to, attention to the man to-
2: behind the curtain. <laughs> also <laughs> because it's not a man, it's, it's, it's a woman. A- <laughs> two layers and they got bigger dicks than all y'all. But fun side note uh, fun
1: truth, that was just a good statement there. They got bigger dicks. We're done. Oh, yeah. Thank and you and
2: good night. That's a for But no, so the curtain was yellow because that was Cici's favorite color. Cool. So it was kind of like I a little that. bit of sure, fine, I'll be behind this curtain, but I'm gonna make it the prettiest curtain I can fucking find. <laughs> but no, she put yellow stuff all over court because it was her favorite color, which vibes with me so much. Because hey, Nathan, what's my favorite color? Yellow. I know. So I was like, okay, girl, make the court yellow.
1: Anyway, remember those seals that we talked about that were given to her by the late emperor that gave to Cian and Mm Zichi? So they still had them. So no one could literally make any decisions without their consent because they had the seals, y'all. The seals signed the deals.
2: The seals Ah. signed the deals. So I hate this level of separation between the men and the women. I kind of also at the same time love Cici and Cian being like this unseen, ominous presence. Do you know what I mean? That's this like power the that of no- Oz. Yes! They <laughs> were the Wizards of Oz. <laughs>
1: now, yes, Cici and Cian were co-regents, but Cian just wasn't that into it si was all in sian mm-hmm. was happy to handle the things like the social events arranging the emperor's education so she was
2: into that si
1: wants to take a front seat
2: si <laughs> was all about the power so okay let's speaking of baby emperor let's talk about him so the little five year old emperor's name was tong he's about five you know Luckily, he doesn't have the responsibilities of running the country yet because what do babies not need?
1: Um, uh, g- g- jobs. Jobs. jobs.
2: <laughs> babies don't need Jobs. jobs. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but that doesn't mean he lives a stress free life either. Like his education was turned up to 11, it was hardcore, morning, noon, and night. From the moment he woke up until the moment he went to bed, it was school. And it wasn't really his thing.
1: No, he like we've talked about people in the past that just love schoolwork. Like, hey, hey, I'm a nerd. If someone's <laughs> like, "Here's a book, read it and give me a book report," I'm like, it "Will do." Uh, but you know, baby, Margaret of Austria,
2: Anne Boleyn, people like that diverse. love so, that. Not everybody's that minded, and that's that's okay. No. It takes all different kinds of people to run the world, you know.
1: Yeah, Tongshi just wasn't into it. He wasn't a good student. He would get overwhelmed by everything. It makes me think that maybe something else was going on with There's Tang thought Xi. that he might
2: have been dyslexic or something.
1: Which I mean, looking at Chinese language, that's hard enough to learn, could you imagine, with dyslexia?
2: Right. Right.
1: <laughs> like, whoa, that one little floop went to a flop. Yeah. And so now it's a completely different words. You
2: can't <laughs> diagnose somebody from a hundred years later, but no. there are people that are like maybe he had the learning disorder. Yeah. We just know Um,
1: that he wasn't into school. He
2: wasn't into (laughs) school. So if you remember from episode one, Tongji's dad, the former emperor, wasn't a very good emperor either because he wanted to party more than he wanted to govern. And a lot of those traits are starting to show up in Tongji. And over time, Siqi and Tongji started to like butt heads because she was pissed off that he wasn't taking being an emperor more seriously and he was pissed off that she wouldn't get off his fucking jock about it. You know what I mean? She was just so over, overbearing. Um, yeah,
1: but I feel like... The overbearing, powerful mother with the do-nothing son has been a steady, thorough line.
2: Catherine the body. Great. Agrippina <laughs> the Younger.
1: <laughs> Catherine de' Medici. Yeah, Like, they keep going. You're there's not this,
2: wrong.
1: These over, quote-unquote, overbearing mothers. I don't like that statement. It, because okay. it's kind of, it's misogyny. Because why is she overbearing oh, because well, she wants a- her son to be successful? Well, like, maybe...
2: If I called it overbearing parent, would that be better? Because there's definitely been overbearing fathers in this show before. Yeah,
1: true, true. But
2: no, Cici would have killed for the type of education he got to get, basically.
1: Yeah, and so she's just like, why are you so... Why are you
2: squandering this?
1: Yes, exactly, exactly.
2: Anyway, anyway, the early (laughs) years of Cici's rule were not easy. We've talked about this time Mm. in Chinese history is chaotic as fuck. As we discussed in episode one, for instance, there was this rebellion going on that I think we're going to do a Patreon episode on mm-hmm. called The <laughs> Taping Rebellion, which is wildly fascinating. Nathan, though, we're not going to have time to go into it, but what's the TLDR of The Taping Rebellion?
1: Okay. Okay. So the Brits came over and as the Brits usually do, they're like, hey, there's this really cool thing called Christianity. And they're like, maybe, maybe "Maybe you've heard of Jesus. I don't know. And then one of those Chinese guys was like, yeah, I've heard of Jesus. He's my brother. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, what? <laughs> so obviously the Brits are like, no, 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 no. And he's like, yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's where the
2: rebellion happened. <laughs> so we're not going to have time to go into it because it could be its own episode on its own. And it might be over on Patreon. Ooh. You can get it for as low as $3 a month. But <laughs> so this rebellion just grew and grew and grew. And it became an actual threat to the government. And that's when Cici was like first becoming into her own as a mm-hmm. ruler and so she had to squash it but then she was like okay is the call coming from within the house because where there's smoke mm-hmm. there's fire and mm-hmm. if something like this could so easily almost overturn our government shits off do you know what i'm yeah, saying something's she was like, something's like, yeah something's wrong something's wrong she's like something my spidey sense is going off and so she uh, is just thinking there must be somebody in the government that's really doing their job poorly. And she opens this investigation into everybody in power, which is something that the Chinese people have never really seen before. And I think that's kind of cool, though.
1: She did like an internal investigation, basically, yeah. of the government. And that doesn't yeah. happen a lot, especially in China at the time, which, I mean, if there's a revolt going on, you're like, somebody dropped the ball.
2: Something is <laughs> off. Yeah. So-
1: Sigi decided based on the reports that she got to make some changes that were pretty radical for the time so first she had some military people executed (laughs) like leaders (laughs) harsh harsh yes but these dudes weren't exactly little angels with their halos on
2: one of them is a guy that he was like a military leader that just left his post which what do you expect What do you expect to happen? Yeah. I mean, I don't agree with it, but that's just kind of like historically what's happened. If you're a military leader that abandons your job. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. (laughs) Next, I think this is really cool, though. She set up an office of foreign affairs, which China had been... You've heard the phrase closed door policy, right? China had been operating under a closed door policy for like 200 years, which meant they did not work with people outside of China. They did not trade. They did not learn from people in other, other places in the world. So they did not have an office of foreign affairs, which is like, <laughs> no. how do you protect yourself from or how do you? Like she yeah how at do you
1: protect was... yourself from other people if you don't have
2: and also if another country comes up with something really cool like vaccines and railroads but like you aren't learning from them how do you so she set up an office of uh, foreign affairs she basically looked at it like by leaving ourselves ignorant we're screwing ourselves over exactly like we're saying you can't know if a threat's coming because you know they just got done with the opium wars
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe if they didn't have a foreign, mm
2: -hmm. maybe if they would have had a foreign affairs office, they would have seen that coming, you know? Yeah, they
1: could have negotiated with the Brits on what to trade besides opium.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we could find out something else. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. And I think that did a huge service to China.
1: Yeah. In the time, the foreign affairs office was like, yeah, other countries, like you said, have railroads and they have this thing. They have this thing called uh, the Navy.
2: The Navy?
1: Navi, navi in the navy <laughs> sorry I, I i warned you i saw my fair lady last night in the navy <laughs> so cg's like okay let's get a navy let's a navi navy. <laughs> <You're stopping>. <laughs> <laughs> and let's learn what these uh oral roads are railroads <laughs> um which a lot of people were like whoa, whoa 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 this is way too modern way too quick we're westernizing haven't we learned enough from this and there so they a get h- a little bit of yeah, shell There's shock.
2: <laughs> a huge pushback about becoming too westernized, which is so in this whole thing, we're gonna see westernized doesn't necessarily like it kind of feels like in this time in Imperial China, Western just means anything that's not Chinese. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like Well, they
1: had the closed door policy. Yeah. So yeah. They felt like any sort of influence was trying to change them.
2: Exactly. Which,
1: modernizing China would be a priority for the rest of Siqi's life which that's cool. wasn't viewed as positive at the time but in retrospect we're like thank you
2: <laughs> yes because I mean the rest of the world held telegraphs and they didn't have telegraph you know just like basic communication that the rest of the world had and China is giant
1: yeah no huge
2: huge so anyway <laughs> let's switch gears a little bit clank that was me switching yeah. gears yeah <laughs> <laughs> So let's introduce two new characters to Cici's story. First is Prince Chun. Mm-hmm. Prince Chun is the brother of Prince Gong that we talked a lot yes. about in the last episode. And he's also married to Cici's sister, Wan Zhen. Prince Chun is a very, very high-ranking dude. And he, um, he's getting a little bit too big for his britches. I'm not going to lie.
1: That's an understatement. Just yeah. a little bit.
2: Just a he's, bit. He's riding on that high horse Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mm-hmm so now let's meet a very
1: different character okay this is a eunuch named on yeah so you can google what being a eunuch means i did don't want to go into it it. yeah you pretty much yeah it's not nice you pretty much know
2: (laughs) but we don't want to talk about it because no no
1: no no genitals
2: (laughs) oh yeah it's like ken sorry it's like yeah just, just a- 10. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in the Imperial Chinese court, a eunuch's role at court meant that, you know, how in, when we talk about like in England or France, the queen has a lady in waiting. In Imperial China, it was kind of more that the queen had eunuchs, like at, instead of ladies in waiting. And they are the only men in the entire country that can just talk to the queen, hang out with the queen.
1: Uh, this, again, feels very misogynistic to me because it's like we can't have women around other women. We've got to have a man around her, but we can't have a real man because a real man might try to bone her. So let's cut off his dick.
2: Like, so that's what you're yeah, No, it's, um, it's just so yeah. bad. But she gets very, very attached to On. And she actually even names him, like gives him a nickname, Little On, My Little On. Um, and it's kind of assumed that they were in love with each other.
1: I'm trying to raise one of my eyebrows right now because <laughs> it does raise a few eyebrows. Oh, if you but were no, here
2: they were prop. No, and I don't. And this is one that I'm like, I don't think because there's lots of things that we'll talk about in CG's life from slander. But this one, I don't think it's slander. I think she. I mean, it's not unreasonable that she was in love that she would fall in love again. You know,
1: no, yeah. no, and it's harmless because I mean. If he's going to love her, it, come on, he's a eunuch. <laughs> like, get, yeah, it's not like she truck. can get pregnant. There's no, yeah, yeah. there's no sex drive There's no there. scandal. <laughs> yeah, he genuinely likes her. Yeah. Uh, so now the year is 1869, which means C. has been running shit for eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, also means Hong Xi is a teenager now. Ooh, a horny teenager at that. <laughs> um, so, so horny. Yes. Yeah, so C. has picked a bride for him and they are planning this elaborate wedding
2: yeah and so she tells on i want you to leave the palace i want you to go out into the market and i want you to bring back materials for the wedding dress that we're going to design but however at this time it was actually illegal for the eunuchs to leave the palace but see she is like yeah but i'm telling you to do it she's like i'm above the law which i mean she was the law you know what i mean yeah but no eunuchs could be arrested and executed for leaving the palace because they're outstepping their place in society, you know?
1: Yeah. And he was arrested for this. Yeah. And Zichi is like, no, 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 no. I, I told him to go. He went on my orders. Guys, 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 calm down. Calm down. Cool your tits. Calm down. Cool tits.
2: Please cool each of your tits.
1: <laughs> Just let him go. Let him go. No. And it seems like she thought that was that, that that well, was going to happen. She gave
2: the order. And she thought that was She's it. She's got
1: the seals make the deals.
2: The seals make the deals. I she gave the order, and she thought that mm-hmm. was the end of the story. But meanwhile, this Prince Chun guy was like, I don't like how all of Sichi's friends think they're above the law. I don't like that mm. this on guy. I don't like that she is one treating a eunuch like he's an advisor.
1: <sighs> fragile and dick energy. Fragile
2: dick. <laughs> energy. <laughs> he so... doesn't even
1: have a penis and you're mad at him. <laughs>
2: like, what? Well, that's the thing. He's like, I can't be close to the Empress like he can be. Mm-hmm. And he was jealous. And he didn't like that this person from low birth because Prince Chun is from, you know, the Imperial family. He didn't like that this person from low birth was having these benefits that he didn't mm-hmm. think that they should have. He was just like, nope, the law is that if a eunuch breaks the law, they get executed. So... Let's execute this guy.
1: Uh, so the story goes that while Cici was at the opera thinking that On was being released from prison, Chung was secretly signing his execution papers. <laughs> and On, An, along with a handful of other eunuchs, were executed.
2: Cici found out and she... I mean, we know that the Emperor, her baby daddy, died, but I don't think she was ever in love with him. So this is the mm-hmm. first time in her story that we know for sure someone that she had an emotional connection to died. Because and, of and something she told them to she do. She
1: did that was that is exactly what I was about to say. Is like literally she felt guilty because she was like, I thought this was gonna be okay. I sent him out to be safe. I thought that my orders would be enough, but they weren't because of Prince Gong's brother asshole out here
2: having like yeah an axe to grind with me she went into such a dark place she didn't Mm -hmm. allow music to be played at the court for like two months like she could not fucking cope
1: yeah but she had no choice she eventually had to move on. Yeah. China's in the middle of a movement called the self strengthening movement, and she was kind of the driving force behind it. But I think she also knew that she was going to get back, and Prince Chung and his whole fucking family, the moment she had a chance, and that's what we call a villain origin story.
2: Villain origin story. So I think that's a good place to take a quick break. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. What'll happen? <laughs> Don't Google it. <laughs>
0: History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.
2: And we are back. Yay! Nathan, let's talk more about policy with this self-strengthening movement that was going on in China. But also that... I, I wish they named it something better, because self-strengthening movement doesn't really like roll off the tongue, you <laughs> no, know? <laughs> it does not.
1: Um, we have kind of already touched on that. Sitchi was like, hey, let's see what countries in the West are doing, and let's do a little bit more of that. So this included up setting up schools, factories, telegraph lines, giving people education, which, yay, yay! Uh, more ways to make money, more ways to communicate. This is all a good thing. <laughs>
2: We would like modern day, we're like, oh, they're modernizing, that's a good thing. But you have to remember how much China distrusted the quote unquote West. And again, the West was just still everything do. that wasn't China. <laughs> yeah. They still yeah. do. So her support of this movement to quote unquote westernize was viewed with like some bombastic side eye, you know what I mean? Like mm. criminal offensive side Bomba- eye.
1: Like, I, I, I wish I could give bombastic side eye. <laughs>
2: Like, it was, like, suspicious,
1: sis. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Was this all, like, ugh. There's a lot of discussion around, was Cixi like, supporting these reforms and expansions for what we would consider the right reasons, quote-unquote? Quote-unquote. Yeah. Meaning, did she actually want to better the life of the Chinese? Or, I mean, still, was she interested in, like, the poor getting educated? Was she interested in, like, defending her people, or was it to keep herself in power? Mm -hmm. Was it to make herself look good? Therefore, anybody that tried to get a rebellion would be like, oh, nope, she's got her shit. Poop in a group. She's got her poop in a group.
2: So the answer (laughs) is maybe both. I think she wanted to make herself look good, and she wanted to defend herself against future rebellions, but I think she also wanted to further... To better the life of her people, I think this, it's both.
1: This commonly frustrates me when researching history is that you, f- I feel like there are people that get into these camps or these tribes where they're like, it's either this way or it's that way, and I'm like, why can't it be There's both? No, why <laughs> yeah, can it, be both? <laughs> it can be both. <laughs> like, we like, don't what? know.
2: Because like she did so much to modernize China, and like her haters now, because she hasn't gone down in history as like a chill person. And her haters will look back and be like, oh, she only did that for self-preservation. And I'm like, but if it had the same end result, is that a bad thing? Is it a bad
1: thing? Yeah, no, I absolutely know what you mean. Like, no, is it a bad thing? Yeah. Anyway, this movement has not gone down in history as a humanitarian issue. Mm. It's widely viewed as the Manchus just trying to strengthen their grip on power because they saw that power slipping. But... Even if intentions weren't great, if it still meant an easier or better life for the people, does it really matter? fucking matter? <laughs> like,
2: wow. Okay, so we do not have time for that existential crisis rabbit hole. Because uh, <laughs> you know what? We got we got a wedding to throw. Yay! The year is eighteen seventy two. Sichy is thirty seven. Her son is about sixteen. Their relationship has not gotten. Any better? She resents him for not taking his role as emperor more seriously, and he resents her for uh n- 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 just being a boss bitch. you a, yes. yes. a boss bitch. you a boss bitch.
1: But regardless, everyone is putting on a happy face face for Tongxi's wedding. And as a part of the wedding contract, it is stated that the regency would be dissolved one year after the wedding. So. The couple was married, and a year later, it's time for Cici to
2: Batsaya. Spoiler alert, it doesn't stick. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so the story goes that Cici hated the new Empress. Not that the new Empress, Alut, had done anything. She's just a (laughs) mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Mother-in-law from hell is the way that they paint Cici in this. Because Alut was like 13. She was an obedient, polite girl. But do you remember how Cici, those regents in episode one, how she forced three of them to take their own lives? Yeah. One of those was a grandfather.
1: Ooh, ooh. An awkward situation. This is me, like, trying to tap dance out of this
2: awkward situation. (laughs) Side shuffle out of here, yeah. (laughs) But no, so the story goes, which who knows if this is fucking true, the story goes the reason si hated her so much and i don't think Alute and si actually had a difficult relationship i think it's just history painting her bad mm-hmm. but they say that somebody was like oh you need to try to uh, to alute they were like oh you need to try to appease your mother-in-law more and she goes alute goes i was crowned empress and i walked through the front door si was concubine she came in through the side door why should i change my tone Whoa. I don't think it happened but if it did sick photo can burn <laughs> like...
1: <laughs> Oh my gosh if Can't... that happened no wonder C.T. was like I don't like you girl
2: I don't think it happened cuz she was no. like 13 she would she would have been like deferential to her mother-in-law but if it did happen girl
1: <laughs> girl <laughs> You don't talk about your mo- mother-in-law like that. Don't call your mother-in-law a whore. How about how about not? I mean, but <laughs> she was concubine. Con- Con- concubine. concubine.
2: It's Do we see sex worker these days, Nathan. <laughs>
1: okay, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't call
1: your don't call your mother-in-law a sex worker. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter the term. Just don't don't don't. Put your mother-in-law in that situation. We hope it didn't happen. So anyway. <laughs> as we as agreed, C.C. and C.N. stepped down the year after the wedding. And we can't
2: really tell where C.C.
1: went or if she stayed at court. She <laughs>
2: at court. Did she retire to a different palace? She, We're not she sure. She was living
1: in the shade because she's a shady she lady. <laughs> she just never attended the council meetings.
2: Yeah, well, she, w- she was retired. But the thing is, Tongshi sucked at being emperor. Hard. <laughs> bad. He Babies so... don't
1: need jobs.
2: <laughs> he's like 18 now. So I mean But he's
1: uh... still he he had a job as a baby and he's been spoiled rotten his entire life. He's so, so bad we, at it. We see this, I feel like we see this Game of Thrones is another one, Joffrey. He like had it's a, the same sort of He had a thing. bit of a
2: Joffrey moment, I'm not gonna lie. The country was almost completely bankrupt after the two opium wars. But for whatever reason, Tong Shi decided that they needed to rebuild the Summer Palace. You I get how that. It was...
1: I get that because that's the reason his dad died, right? His dad got so distraught, Just got stressed out. Yeah, that. So that makes sense.
2: Okay, you are giving Tong Shi so much grace, right? Now. I, I am love that for you, <laughs> but that's not what his thinking was. He wasn't like, "Oh, national pride, let's rebuild this thing that was burnt down." He was like, "I want to live somewhere where I can have orgies, and my mom doesn't know about it." <laughs> um and so Hashtag that's why he wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> And so that's why he wanted to rebuild the Summer Palace is because he wanted he wanted a sex dungeon, basically.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sex dungeons are where it's at. So she felt compelled to say something as one would. And so in an unprecedented move, her and Sian went to the court and made an official plea for Tongxi to come home. You know, like stop Spending money that we don't have.
2: That we don't have anyway. <laughs> you're
1: the emperor, fucking act like it. Yeah, That's the That's gist the... of the story.
2: That was a direct quote, actually, I believe.
1: Oh, it was. <laughs> the
2: emperor, fucking act like it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure a couple of our mothers have said that to their king sons.
2: <laughs> yes. And the emperor was furious. Tongji was so pissed off that his mom, his moms did this. But it kind of doesn't matter because he's dead like the next day. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. He died, he died really suddenly, very young. The official court statement was that he had smallpox. But a lot of historians think that he may have had wait for it. Syphilis. Syphilis. It's syphilis time on the podcast. <laughs>
1: Ringling. <laughs> From the I king, don't, From
2: I don't the know. king. <laughs> tis the season. Though, even though he almost certainly died of an illness, whether it be smallpox or syphilis, the rumors ran rapid rapid at court that Cici had him killed. Mm-hmm. I don't think she liked him, but I don't think she
1: no, she. no, I don't think
2: she. She. I don't think she had him murdered. Sure, she had to
1: step out of power after a year, but I still think she had his ear enough. To feel like she would not have wanted to kill her own son. Because then if she did that, then where's her place at court? She has none. She has zero. Like, even if she retired from court.
2: No, you know what? Not too much. We'll get to it, though. (laughs) Now, um, so his wife, Alute, she was pregnant. But officially, court documents say that her family wrote to her and said that she should take her own life since her husband was dead even though she was pregnant and the way that she should do that is by starving herself
1: and she's pregnant
2: there are so many ways to take your own life why would you ever choose starving yourself hey what's the what's the slowest way i could possibly fucking die and
1: painful like Like, oh my
2: god Let's also discuss um, the difference. Like, in just in our Yolande of Aragon episode that we just did, when the queen was pregnant, when the king died, everybody put the queen, like, was walking on pins and needles around her just to see. Where this one, it's like, nope.
1: Nope. It's that's it's it's the, the, the different, different the mindsets, cultural differences are yeah. so
2: interesting there.
1: I feel like it's they're like, well, you didn't have the baby, so it wasn't meant to be. And it's well, like, and also,
2: <laughs> as we've seen in this show, or in this series, the crown doesn't necessarily always pass from father to son. No. Like, it does. yeah.
1: Yeah, so, oof, oof. Yeah. So, now, there's
2: a lot of debate. Some people think that, no, Alut didn't starve herself, Cici just cut off food. Uh, I, 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 I still I, don't, I still don't think, because what power did Alut have over her?
1: None. Like, why
2: would she? Why would she? There are a lot of times in this show where it's like somebody died. Sici must have killed him. There's only one where I think it actually happened, which we'll get to at the end. No, I don't I think agree. This is it. it.
1: She was the emperor. Well, uh, what's her name? What's her name? Alute. Um, Alute. I was about yeah. to say auto tune.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: Alute's the empress. Like even as a dead, imp- like your husband's dead, you still have power. And if you said, "Bring me an apple," someone. Would bring you a fucking apple, <laughs> like, right. like right. someone would feed you, and right. it, it, yeah. So we'll we'll never know <laughs> what. We'll happened never know.
2: Here. The New York Times at the time wrote about this, which I think is really interesting because they had that closed door policy. But since I found this quote from the New York Times, obviously the West, quote unquote, was looking at them, watching what they were doing. The New York Times reported this as the circumstances roused suspicion oh suspicious i bet it fucking did i mean
1: (laughs) that's when the new york times said this is suspicious this is suspicious (laughs) but there's no heir appointed guys guys take an heir if there's one thing you learn is like the moment that you become emperor a point air. Even if it. you
2: change your mind later, just you can do as, it as long as, long as, as you're as alive. You buy some beard king! Like pick <laughs> a fucking air. Like brr.
1: Katie just had a meltdown. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it'd be one thing if this story was from like the year 900. but it's from the yeah. 1800s. This has been going on long enough. A,
1: a long a time.
2: Fucking heir.
1: But the late Emperor hadn't appointed an heir, and so guess who it fell on to choose the next heir or emperor the former regents Cici and Sian, and Sian had been sipping mimosas in the Bahamas no she she wasn't but uh she was in retirement she,
2: she had no interest Sian had no interest in coming out of retirement she was like I am loving this no job thing and so she just looked at CC and was like you got this girl <laughs> and she was like do you want an opinion and she's like i don't fucking care just pick the next pick the next emperor whatever. yeah
1: now see could have chosen a grown-ass person but she wasn't enjoying retirement as much and if she chose a child she could mosey her way back in she
2: could be reaching again
1: and she could raise that next emperor to be how she wanted him to be
2: and do it right this time learn from her mistakes yeah mm-hmm. so she looks at prince chun <laughs> Which, remember, is the one that killed her <laughs> maybe lover. And she looks at Prince Chun, who is also her husband's, or her uh, sister's husband. And she's like, y'all have a son, right? He's like three, right? I think mm. that's our next emperor. Mm. Okay, Nathan, okay. why was this so calculated? Why was this yes. a calculated move?
1: Because to our Western lens... Um, chun would be excited to have his son be the next emperor right like yeah most most people would be like oh my god you chose my son to be king oh wow thank you but let's look at some context here mm-hmm. so chung and his wife had lost four children Their son, Guangxi, was their only child to survive. So they doted on him. They adored him because misogyny. Because if you you don't have a uterus.
2: (laughs) No, I think they would have doted on any child. Because they had daughters that died. They had sons that died. I think they were just... This was our only child. Because they had like five kids and only one lived. Mm -hmm. So we have no reference... I appreciate you jumping to misogyny because that's usually the answer. But in this (laughs) one, I'm not sure if misogyny was necessarily the answer. I think it was just like, it was our only kid that survived. In this case, so they they doted on this child, they adored him, and so they're taking, she's taking their only child away from them. So it is a punishment there. And also, when an empress adopts a child, like we talked about with the Roman Empire and shit like that, the biological parents lose all rights to the kid. Mm-hmm. They have no custodial rights, so they can't see them when they want to, and they have no—they're completely at the—they're now completely at Cici's will, if she treats that child poorly or not. Oh, right. And remember, Chun killed her best friend slash lover. So, and <laughs> and now it's like I'm in control of your son by making him emperor. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. <laughs> It is not a fuck around and find out situation any parent wants to be in. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no. So now she. Not.
2: So just from that standpoint of I have control of your child and how the rest of his life is going to go, tells his father, "Do not fuck with me." You know.
1: Ooh. So that's that's number one, fuck around and find out. Secondly, typically emperors' fathers were dead. The normal way to become an emperor was to be the son of an emperor, and your dad ends up dying. There hadn't been an emperor with a living father in over 200 years. And this is a very superstitious culture. So if Zichi said the emperor can't have a living father, she could get Chun executed without any questions asked. Yeah.
2: So Prince Chun did what I do when placed in a difficult situation, and it was cry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just didn't I just didn't think you liked me nobody <laughs> likes is everybody mad at me and so um he had a full on mental breakdown when they were like your son is gonna be Emperor Emperor Cici Emperor Cici has picked your son he just had a full on mental breakdown and then after he picked himself up from having the mental breakdown he turned himself into Sichi's most trusted advisor for the rest of her life huh. so that's how you turn a bitch <laughs> And that's how you do revenge, motherfuckers! (laughs) Oh my (laughs) god, Katie
1: is full of gold.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's take a quick break. Let's top off our drinks. And then we'll hear about the rest of her life. What do you think?
1: Yes.
0: Hey, y'all. Spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley. Not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So, if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies?
1: new baby emperor is moved from his parents' home into the palace. That was in 1875. So for the next few years, things kind of go back to normal. So Zichi, yeah. Sian running the show. Zichi's dealing with the politics. Sian is retiring and dealing with everything else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're soft the dream skills. Te- soft she has soft skills, yes. <laughs> did. They're the dream team. Like, yeah. seriously. Until one day in
2: 1881... Empress cyan very suddenly died Ugh. she was only like 42 she hadn't been sick i they think she probably had a stroke oh. and she passed away but what was okay so someone in Cici's life died what's the rumor nathan
1: uh that Cici killed him what ah. why
2: would why would see that's her best friend her, it's so I want to, I want, I don't want to write this. I want someone else to write a historical fiction novel where Siân and Cici were lovers. Oh, um, yes. But even though I don't think that was true, that was her life partner. Even yeah, if it no. wasn't in a romantic sense, that was her life partner. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean?
1: They. Why they would she were kill were her? Why would she kill together? her? Yeah, they were raised together. They were best friends. They entered the concubine ship together. Like it was a whole thing. And
2: I don't. I don't it believe she would have wanted to live life without CN. Like,
1: but the thing was, is like it was so sudden that like Sichi felt it, and it took the wind out of her sails. So yeah. like, why would she do that? Why would she purposely hurt herself? Literally two years of her life, she withdrew from court. There are even stories about how poor little baby emperor having to appear in front of the court on his own. At five years old, because babies don't need jobs. Um, Because
2: she couldn't pull herself out of bed. She
1: was depressed. depressed. So she obviously, she gets painted as this person that's this ruthless killer. And it's like, no, okay, maybe once, but not the whole time.
2: (laughs) No, why would she? During this time when she was like in her emo era of like just staying in her room crying, Prince Gong from episode one decided to step up. And Cici was just sort of like, yeah. You, I don't care. You, you take control over everything. And Prince Gong, do you remember how he signed, like, that really shitty deal to end the opium wars?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So this is that part, two. He got China involved in something called the Sino-French War, which we don't have time to really get into. China actually won the war. But when it came to signing the peace treaty, Prince Gong dropped the fucking ball. China lost again, <laughs> and China lost all this land and all this money.
1: Ah, uh, this woke Sichi the furk erp Um, the she
2: firker-erp! was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's like, okay, depression to the curb. I have a low life who doesn't know what the hell he's doing trying to run this country again. Remember, this is not Prince Gong. He do-
2: he'd already done this before, and she Prince was just Gong. like, oh fool me uh, once shame on you fool me twice get the fuck out of being it just it just this. makes me
1: wonder like in these peace treaties what was there wording that was confusing i i guess there had to have been to him like it, how I, do no. you sign, unless he's in bed with them like that's no the other oh
2: thing. i don't I don't, th- I don't think prince gong was in bed i don't with either. Him, but i think i think that prince gong i think their closed door policy fucked them up so bad that they didn't realize they were because they didn't Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. Yeah. And if you lived a closed door policy life, you don't know what your enemies are doing. So I think mm. it was just ignorance. I do-, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, I get it. And Cici's like, okay, dude, your ignorance has got to get the fuck out of here.
2: Bye. So
1: she demotes him. I mean, he was her friend. She didn't want to humiliate him too she much.
2: Quietly, quietly but... demotes
1: his public opinion, his PR reps were already mad about the last opium wars, and then he did it again. So he's public enemy number one. Everybody is like, this guy's got to go.
2: And so now CG is once once again the HBIC. Mm. And for people like Nathan that don't know, that means head bitch in charge. Mm-hmm. And she is once again officially the regent to a five year old. Sounds very uh, familiar, right?
1: Babies don't need jobs. <laughs>
2: But she's stepping up and she's like well but she did that so that she could be back in charge again mm-hmm. and get shit done
1: so during this time she builds up china's navy which at the time was considered the best navy in the east so no big deal
2: and during this time she also introduced western medicine which this is the inoculation period you know what mm-hmm. i mean this is when people are starting to realize that vaccines are something that can help people against things like smallpox and whatnot
1: no for sure and it's a huge thing yeah Uh, places are starting to get electricity there's a railroad there's jobs that aren't given to babies um and manufacturing (laughs) (laughs) so the wind has caught her sails and she's all floats on okay. okay so it's time china to get you into the 19th century there yes. was this big ceremony where Xi Baby Emperor, and their whole crew took a train into the Forbidden City. and A train? Yeah, Won't
2: that contraption kill us?
1: <laughs> and they invited everyone in Beijing, even commoners, to watch them get on said train and make a big ceremony of it. In hopes that people would be less nervous about getting on this choo-choo train of death.
2: Well, that that yeah, that's huge because people were like, "This thing will kill us." And mm-hmm. but at this point in history, just about every other country had been using trains for a hundred years. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so it was like, "No, y'all can go places. Y'all can see people." Like, no. So come no, on, China, I'm free let's to get information. The
1: world. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I was oh, wait? Did I just do like a hover round commercial? <laughs> Sorry. Um, Let's skip ahead a little bit now. Baby Emperor isn't a baby anymore. Mm. Her her nephew, Guangxi, is a grown-up, and she has to step down as regent. And her her step down was gradual. And (laughs) Guangxi was actually kind of reluctant to rule on his own. So she held his hand a little bit okay she held his hand a lot (laughs) yeah maybe a little
2: (laughs) no yeah he was supposed to like regency like he was supposed to take over at something like age 17 but he didn't until like age 19 just because he was like no thank you if you could please Please help (laughs) yeah so it was a very um you know what though that kind of almost endears me to him a little bit recognizing that you don't know what the fuck you're doing Cause how many times in your grown up life have you wanted to be like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, someone else do it every fucking day. <laughs> right now, <if> someone else <laughs> right, can... <laughs> right. Now.
1: <laughs> but in 1889, she officially handed over the reins and she retires, y'all. This I time, think, I think she wanted to. She moved out of the Forbidden City and was ready to get some rest.
2: And she got into some of my favorite hobbies. In retirement, she bred dogs, Hmm. she painted, and she Hmm. took music lessons in her retirement.
1: I I see this for you, Katie. I know. (laughs) A house full of dogs while you paint. A glorious concoction with music playing in the background.
2: (laughs) When, like, at the beginning of her first regency, the Dalai Lama had given her two Shih Tzus, and she had become obsessed with the breed. And she said that they were the ideal imperial dog. That's so be... where. Uh... Do you remember Ariel? Do you remember my dog Ariel? From do you remember Gizmo? He, they were both Shih Tzu. Oh, oh oh I think Sabrina. Do you remember Shoes? Sabrina's yes, dog. Yes. Shoes. He was a Shih Tzu. Shih tzus are the cutest fucking dog. So I, yes, I see myself in Sishi here. I'm like, I see you. I hear you.
1: <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just want to I
2: just want to
1: Now, she did use the money that wasn't supposed to go to use to build a really fancy retirement home for herself, um which a lot of people will point to cite how crooked and evil she was. But like grand scheme of things. There are Big worse picture. things that she could have done. <laughs> like sorry I want my retirement home to be kind of cool as shit. Um
2: <laughs> point point to a single I mean point to look at controversial opinion look at king charles throwing a huge over-the-top coronation while they're in a recession you know like that's not new people have been doing that since the beginning of time i don't think Mm -hmm. that points to her being evil that she wanted and she wanted a cush-ass retirement now
1: no and then people are saying like like, she murdered all these people when really all we know she definitely did was just spend one
2: person money which we haven't gotten to yet
1: yeah one person (laughs) She just spent too much money on her own retirement home, which, is it cool? No. No. But,
2: but is it that deal?
1: No, that's not wrong. Like, yeah. I want to make sure I have a, a house full of shih tzus with violins and paint.
2: Bitch, <laughs> same. So, the emperor still really relied on her, though. And so, he would come and see her, like, every other day and ask her advice on stuff. And so though she's legally not in charge anymore, there is still not a single reform that is made that doesn't get C.G.'s sign of approval. Like she was she was she was once again running things from behind the curtain, basically. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So we're gonna have to do some skimming because this time bless of the place is mess. mess, mess, hot mess express. It's bless all this bless, bless this mess. Bless this mess. Uh, lots of worse. I think we even talked about this in our Empress Myeongsang. Um, Like it's in this ta- same, like Japan and China mm-hmm. have this war going on. Japan takes control of Taiwan, which was a huge loss for China at the time.
2: And so while this is happening, Siqi in her retirement home, just trying to hang out with her dogs, her phone is ringing off the hook. Like her texts are blowing up. And it's just like people freaking out being like, what do we do? What do we do? and the emperor is freaking out like what do i do what do i do and she is stressed the fuck out but no one really knows it because she's such an experienced ruler that she's hiding her stress but meanwhile nathan how's she dealing with that stress actually crying yeah (laughs) like like me and prince Chun crying all the time
1: (laughs) (laughs) steady panic attacks she's physically ill all of the time so this is a lot of pressure, and she's ready to retire with her dogs and her paint and her music. I don't know why I got the Texas accent.
2: Music, and that was like such a that was like such a specifically Southeast Texan music. It had a whole other vowel in there, but no. She's experienced political clusterfuck, so she knows how to do. She's like code switching. Like when she's in front of the people, she's like acting like, oh, I know how to do this. But as soon as the people aren't around anymore, she's like convulsing because it's too much stress and she doesn't want to be doing it anymore. Yeah. So in response to this loss of Taiwan, Guangxi was like, "Okay, we need to make some reforms. We got to do radical reform. And from a modern day lens, I look at the reforms that he tried to put into place and we're like. Yes. Yes to education. Yes to equality. Yes to whatever. But he wanted to do a hundred years worth of reforms in a hundred days. Okay. It was, it was too fast, too furious.
1: Yeah. It's it's not like the Hundred Years' of War, it's like the Hundred Days of Reform. And well, no, thank you. That's
2: exactly what it, it's called, the Hundred Days of Reform. But it was it was it, 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 it was too much, you know. <laughs> it was too much. <laughs>
1: so they're like modernizing everything, they're trading with the West. They're bringing westerners in to tell us how to build infrastructure. He's like, like "Okay,
2: who has the best navy? England? England, come here and show us how to do navy."
1: ah oh, so we're sending our kids to school in france and germany and japan they're adopting a constitutional monarchy all this all of this in just a hundred days
2: and look i agree with all of the reforms but i also is it, it was too much it
1: was too, too much fast. too quick yeah
2: and C Chi was just like whoa 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 and i think she agreed with all of these reforms too because remember she had tried she was trying to modernize china as well but I think it was just, she was like, "Ugh, it's too much. Though, mm-hmm. one thing, and we'll get to it right towards the end, The one of the last things she did before she died, the one thing that she latched onto is like, he was like, and we're ali- making foot binding illegally. And she was like, no, yeah, but yeah, that one, that one. Yeah. Let's make that illegal. Do you know what foot binding is? Don't Google yeah, it.
1: It's not great, but I think, I think you can, uh, it, it's not the proper way of bondage. Um, it is an improper way of bondage that was against the consent of all of the women at the time because it was very painful.
2: No like yeah (laughs) you were like when a when a girl was a baby they would basically break their feet to make them as small as possible. Yeah. So some people will look at that though and be like because that was not she was of the Manchu group Mm -hmm. and that was from the Han group which were like the um, majority but the lower third majority or whatever. Um and so people will be like, oh, you were trying to take away their culture. And I'm like, or maybe she just didn't like all these poor babies that didn't consent to it, having their feet broken. You know? <laughs> like, hey, it's hey. just
1: not a not a far stretch there.
2: Anyway, that was the only thing. In the all the things that he tried to pass in 100 days that she was like, let's keep that one. But I think she agreed with all of them. But it was just the speed at which he was going.
1: Yeah, I mean? he was yeah. manic in his decision.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so now it's time for Coup Part 2. Coup mm-hmm. Part 2.
2: King Part Two, two.
1: (laughs) y'all. The military.
2: I'll I'll bring the potato salad to the King Part Two. (laughs) Oh my
1: god, Katie! So the uh, the I'm gonna have to compose myself.
2: (laughs) If you could, that would be great. We've kind of got this show. I need
1: you to bring the potato
2: salad to the (laughs) King Part Two. Part Two. I can't. Oh my
1: god. So who's the the military was still on Xi's side, and everyone knew she was the one with the experience,
2: the know-how. Yeah, and um, we are having to leave so much out. If you're interested in learning more about this part, please go to the links in our show notes because I've linked out to a bunch of really great resources. Because we are having to do some hard skimming on the Hundred Day War forums. But what you need to know is that poor baby Guangxi, he had to be put, he had to be taken down. And he was put into house arrest, and now Sichi is regent. Oh, damn! Again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this, by all accounts, seemed to be bloodless. Bloodless like, coup. Bloodless coup tart, part two.
2: What do you <laughs> do? Bloodless coup part two. Part
1: two. Um, <laughs> I can't. Um, Guanxi didn't fight it, and he would still sometimes come to court and sit next to Sichi, and seems to be very. Fairly treated while he's in house arrest, but he's not in charge anymore.
2: No, he's not making any more decisions. And honestly, I get the vibe the Guangxi was like, oh good. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um so the year is 1898. chi is regent for the third time. And like, she gets back to her throne, and they're like, here's the curtain. And she's like, I'm not doing that curtain shit anymore. Yes. And she is hugely, it was so, di- like, she was the first woman. Well, I mean, she's only, like, the second woman to ever rule, but she's the first time to be like, we're not doing that curtain shit. Get it out of here. We're not playing with that pretext anymore. I'm going to rule from, I'm going to rule like a man would. Y'all have asked me to come back. I didn't want to come back y'all asked me to come back and so she's like I am not going to be treated like a second class ruler anymore I am just gonna be up and she, center and I love this
1: yeah she wants a seat at the table like <laughs> at the finally. head of the table god damn it yeah, yeah cause she's been doing it this entire goddamn time and nobody's been giving her any respect <laughs> uh, sorry feminist rage
2: <laughs> feminist
1: rage so the people flames. like on the side the of her face <laughs> so people like to point to this coup and say that this is a true sign of how cruel cg was but look at the fucking facts um the people were already turning on guangxi no matter what he was doing right number two when she was in power she can make sure he's not like publicly executed huh? if she's
2: not in power the people might do the death by a billion cuts or whatever
1: yeah and Number three, what else is a woman to do?
2: (laughs) What else was she supposed to do? So, all right. Let's shift gears again, Nathan. Clank. Clank, clank. (laughs) Now we're going to talk about an event called the Boxer Rebellion.
1: Does this involve dogs that are boxers and they all just get really mad and lick your face off?
2: I really wish that's what this is about, Nathan. I wish this was about the Dog Boxers Rebellion. It's not... (laughs) There's a lot of death. Um, it's a bummer. We are, once again, something we're going to skim over because we could do a whole like three three hours just on the Boxer Rebellion. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, she was a supporter of the Boxer Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is another thing that people look at in retrospect and go, oh, she was a horrible person because she supported this.
1: Yeah. It's 1900, and there's this group of peasants who are like, Hey, we really fucking hate foreigners and we hate Christians because there was this growing population of Chinese natives who were turning to Christianity. And this group, was not they fucking hated that shit.
2: Yeah. And so this group called themselves the Righteous and Harmonious Fists, which, once again, does not roll off the tongue. <laughs> People in this story need to come up with catchier names for their shit because like it just doesn't roll but anyway um so part of their practice is that they would do like fighting exercises so people in the west named them boxers and so that's why it's the boxer rebellion
1: oh yeah clever clever
2: and at first see was like fuck yeah because the boxers whole thing is we hate the westerners and she was like i also hate the westerners this is great tell them to get the fuck out of china but then the boxers, that's what we're going to call them just for ease. Um, then the boxers started murdering everyone who wasn't Chinese or who was Chinese that was a Christian. And that's Ooh. where the problem started. Yeah, that's a lot of bad news. And bad news.
1: this whole thing is getting messy and no one looks good. Mm-hmm. The rebellion was very popular with the Chinese people, who, which doesn't look good because, yes, they had plenty of reason to hate the west but like killing innocent people and children
2: eh. they were um, killing babies like
1: yeah not great uh the westerners ended up sending in their troops and they're killing innocent chinese people which
2: <laughs> just everyone on <sighs> both ends it's <sighs> such a fuck's fucking mess
1: and zichi once again has to flee beijing
2: right do you remember in episode one when they burned the summer palace and she had to flee beijing yeah so like it's giving ptsd She's like, this shit again? You know, so she has to flee. And she was really scared and helpless. And the more she stayed gone from Beijing, the more pissed off she got mm-hmm.
1: at what was happening. And this goes on for a while. And Zichi lived away from Beijing, more or less in hiding for like over a year. Yeah. All the while trying to come to some agreement to end this war. Um, The West, as Zichi would call them, to just kind of generally talk about non-chinese people um they put together something called the eight nation alliance which is austria-hungary britain france germany italy japan russia and the united states
2: i'm gonna fight them off an eight nation alliance wouldn't hold me back
1: okay white stripes (laughs) and (laughs) They were invading China and knew that they were more powerful than the Chinese when they teamed up like this. And they started giving some serious demands.
2: Like, unreasonable. Look, I get that um, China started it, but they were like, if you want peace, hand over all of your military to us. Who would do that? No one. Who would do that? No one. Who would do that? But at this point, like a hundred thousand people had died in the boxer rebellion
1: holy shit
2: and that's westerners that's chinese people that's like the boxers killed like a big um like a major player um in german politics this like um diplomat dude and so it was like it was really getting out of hand so they they had to come to some kind of agreement yeah and so yeah so the eight nation alley allies wanted her side over control of the Chinese military and she was like, hard no. But she did agree to pay reparations and allow places like the United States to have a military base in China.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So in 1902 Zi and crew made a ceremonious reentry back into Beijing and into the Forbidden City. And there, Zichi ruled unopposed. For the rest of her life so yeah so if if she was such a bad horrible human being
2: would would they really mm-hmm. so or... anyway <laughs> in 1902 she formally banned foot binding though after she died it came back for a little bit but then it was formally banned again but she was the one to be like no And people were like you're taking away our culture and she's like well if your culture is ba- breaking baby girl's feet fine not great um <laughs> yeah i'm i'm fine with that thing being banned yeah fuck that
1: so cg unfortunately had been suffering from bad health for a while
2: like we said earlier.
1: yeah she's panic attacks she's getting physically ill when she thought that no one was looking and as she aged that just only got worse and worse and worse
2: so in 1908 she realized that she didn't have a lot of time left and so um we've talked a lot in this show about like when people have died and people just think cg maybe orchestrated it this is the only one that she definitely did. So she realizes she's on death's door. And she's thinking about Guangxi, the emperor in house arrest. And if she dies while he's still alive, power goes back to him. And she's like, oh, that baby can't do this. Also, Emperor Guangxi had such a sad life, ripped from his mother and father at age three to become emperor that he never wanted to be. And then to be um, ex- uh-huh. poisoned, uh-huh. poisoned uh-huh. by Si Yeah.
1: Great, not great. (laughs) And just one day before she herself passed away, Guangxi was poisoned while under house arrest. And then on November 15th of 1908, at age 73, which, wow, that's pretty old for that time, um, Empress Zichi ended up dying at the Forbidden City.
2: Well, also remember, yeah, age 73, but she started ruling China at twenty six.
1: So That 40. is a
2: long fucking time.
1: Yeah. Of course, your
2: life is short, though. Like, I mean, seventy three isn't super young, That's but it's long not... for
1: we... someone. But still, she for someone that amount kind of her... who's
2: been having like panic attacks, like the way that I've read about like her getting sick all the time and having panic attacks, I think like maybe she had stomach ulcers or something. Ah. Yeah. Um, but
1: before but... she passed, she appointed an emperor because she knew what the hell to do.
2: Cause you gotta appoint an heir.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that would be the last emperor of their dynasty. That was that Steve.
2: That was the last. She was the last empress of China, and he was the last emperor, her heir. So legacy. Where do we even fucking start? Okay, uh, yeah. Legacy.
1: She's polarizing. Number one, yes. like everybody picks a camp to be in, and it's like, why can't she be both? Like, why can't she do both of those? Like, she's polarizing, yeah. and I get why she's polarizing, but. Most powerful women are.
2: Yes. Yes, exactly. So, um, you know, even though I, sh- I don't think she was a perfect person, I think she really did try to help her country. Mm-hmm. So for that, let's raise a glass.
1: Let's raise a glass. Cheers to Cici.
2: Cheers, Cici. Oh, Nathan, this was so much fun. I can't wait to see what the next person our next Queen Mother picks. Y'all have so, so
1: many good suggestions I can't because I have
2: no idea. I have no idea what's coming next. I so. can't wait. <laughs> Cheers, bitches. Cheers.